What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton, and let me just start off by saying Happy New Year. Uh, While this may be the second podcast we've dropped in 2024, it's actually the first one that we're doing in 2024. So hope everybody had an awesome Christmas season and it started off as a great new year. Uh, Carla, anything happened in your life in the past few weeks? You want to share with us? Yes, and I think we've probably said this before, but our youngest son, Cole, got married last weekend. So we had a winter holiday. One, we have a new daughter-in-law. We have a new daughter-in-law, Gemma. Gemma, And we've had them on a podcast before. And we had a December wedding, and it was wonderful, wonderful. But yeah, so a lot of... Yeah, a lot of stuff tagged right at the end of the year with Christmas and a wedding, and now it's like, huh. Yeah, you sort of want to just take a deep breath. Now, for those of us who know anything about our story, and if you don't know our story, we invite you to go back to really what our first two podcasts were, which was our story. Um, you know, the the holiday season starting really around Thanksgiving through Christmas has always been, at least since our son Zach died, it's just been a challenging season. So it's already, for us, it's always a season mixed with emotion. This past year marked 20 years since our oldest son Zach died when he was 18. And it's amazing how still it's still an emotional thing for us. Yeah. And you're you're over that incredibly sharp, painful grief, but there's still, and we still talk about this, there's still almost a melancholy to the season. Yeah. You know, that it's just, um, there's always that sense that part of you is missing. Yeah. And so you put that on top of, for this year, the 20th year since we lost Zach, we haven't lost him, we know where he is. (laughs) We look He's forward, not lost. Yeah, He's just not with us. We look forward to seeing him again and being re- reunited with him one day. But you couple that with all the sort of the planning and the stress that as wonderful as a wedding weekend is, there's so many moving parts that it is. It's like you're moving on almost you have this five or six week period that we're coming off of that it was just the gamut of emotions. Yeah, for sure. For me. And yeah, especially for you, for a mom, her baby's married. My baby boy. Right. Okay. And so, uh, you know, it's such a, it's such a sort of almost this whole series of highs and lows and up and downs, but all of it charged with emotion. And once we come back, it's almost like there's almost, it's like a deflated balloon. Yeah. I told somebody today, that I feel like your tire, well, as a matter of fact, in the midst of all this, my tire did have a slow leak. And so I feel like sort of my tire, that it's like all of a sudden it was full and it's been losing air, you know, as we come back down to reality and the event is is past and it's done and the holiday is done. And so there's you know, there's sort of that sense of big change, lots of emotional swings. And so how how would you say you and I do 
as a couple when we have some of those events as every person listening. I do wonderfully. Right. Okay. And why do you do wonderful, Johnny? The audience is dying to know. Well, primarily it's you're you probably have a more ups and downs because I tend to be pretty flat as you say flatlined flat flat flatlined all the time. Yes. I'm like, you know, check and see if he's still breathing a lot that of times. That kind of thing. All right, so on a scale But it's still even even I felt it and I would I would sort of do it maybe since we're coming off the holiday season it's almost like, you know, you have those the big thing now you see everybody has these inflatable outdoor Christmas <laughs> decorations and one of the things we laughed about is you know, to save energy so you're not blowing them up all day long. Most you know, with Sam, yeah, they're just sort of flat. During <laughs> the day, yeah. They're literally flat during the daytime. And and that's sort of what I, I sort of look at this as is we man, we're on this incredible emotional roller coaster emotional weekend. High. I mean, from so many different things. It was just the wedding and being with family and all the planning with that. And I got to do the wedding and so you know, intimately involved. I saw my, I'm the youngest of six siblings. And it was the first time all of our family got together in 11 years, which is sort of crazy when you think about it. You know, I have a sister that lives in Italy. And so it's hard. We don't get together that often. And so you throw all those emotions together. And even me, who is normally a five, yeah, pretty much five a, out of a ten. Pretty, pretty much a five on the scale. I'm sort of almost in the middle of the road emotionally. Where are even, you today? Even I felt it. All right, where are you today? We're a couple of days out. Where are you today? I'm, I'm probably more about a four. A even four? A little. Okay, three point five. <laughs> are you tell me I'm a three. Yeah, three point five. Well, it is because it is such a. It's just such a. It's almost like a recalibration. It's like, um, you know, I, I don't know how to even describe it. You just come off of this intense season of emotion. And so it kind of has all of a sudden, us. Yeah, it does. It's like how hey, you're going, 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 and then all of a sudden it's done, and you just like, oh. ooh, I'm tired. And everybody, you know, this is our little life experience here recently, obviously in the last weeks, months. Um but everybody has that. All of us do different seasons, different times. But what what was one of our main points about talking about this? Because let's talk about how well, we yeah, typically we'll talk do about this. And, and I think people identify. And, and this is true for us. This was all in all. It was a it was an incredibly good experience. Oh, the yeah, whole it was season. Wonderful. It was awesome. It was full of fun, full of love. But it can be just as much for somebody else coming out of a season of really hard things. Oh yeah, yeah. That this... can be a, it's anything that you're impacted really strongly. I think emotionally. Yeah. And it can be sadness. It can be anger. It can be frustration. It could be joy. As well as joy and happiness with us. I think anytime you come out of those, I think there's almost this natural decline, so to speak. Like you said, sort of a resetting, a recalibrating is probably a good word because the reality is that is very draining on us for our emotions to be so wired up. Like if we had an MRI scan of our brains during this yeah, period of time. we'd probably be chemically depleted. Well, you, you're, you're on fire for a while and the part of our brain that is the emotional part 
and is just feeding off of all those various emotions is lit up like a Christmas tree. And now all of a sudden we've got to recalibrate because the reality is we don't live emotionally or really it's not a healthy place to live emotionally like a Christmas tree lit up. That's why you got to take your tree down too, right? So, and you got to re- re-put your den back together. And so what we want to look at it today with y'all, and, you know, I think probably a lot of couples can identify with this, is oftentimes for us, we've seen sort of a pattern that after coming out of those kind of situations, again, it can be really highs, it can be extreme lows, it can be different emotions, but that almost tends to be a breeding ground for just some conflict and dissension. And usually it's things that are nothing or nothing and probably wouldn't bother us in normal times. But because we are, I think, somewhat physically, emotionally tired. Yeah. Somewhat chemically depleted, different things like that. Suddenly we handle those in different ways. I feel like sometime like I become like a porcupine. Really prickly. Yes. Yeah, I get really prickly. And, and look out for those quills. Yeah. And so, and what's interesting is, and this goes back to a lot of the principles that we talk about in marriage and we talk about, you know, when we're trying to form new patterns, let's say you've identified in your relationship that there's a certain area, either in the way you're communicating, your conflict management, you know, take a category and you're wanting to set a new path. Well, the, the reality is you have got to walk in the newness of what you want to do and that new behavior and those new skills for a good bit of time because your brain and your emotions are going to go straight back to the old place because that is the most familiar, that is in your stored memory, and that is what's going to happen. And even when you've been doing something in a healthy way and a good pattern for a while, it is amazing how quick you can siphon back toward that other place. And so for us, and this is the way I see it, and you can... I'm sure you can correct me. I'll correct you in a moment, yeah. You tend to be very corrective during these times. Yes, yes. You become overly sensitive. The prickly part. To things, the prickly, and I become more sometimes insensitive. Yes, is and that is so true. So, okay, so. So that seems to be the way we pattern through this. Yeah, and you think about it. part of mine is. Why do you do that? Almost, I, I would like to say I almost become more bearish, and not in the means of being mean and nasty, but there's almost this desire, I just want to go to my cave, so don't bother me. Yes, okay, and think about that. That was your pattern of behavior. And, 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 and Oh, yeah, just, that for years, that was my natural years. behavior. Anytime there was conflict yes. or anything... I want to just go, or you any just, kind of thing. Yes, you just I want to go to the cave. And I came running into the cave. If you barred the door, I tried to break it down. If you put another door, I tried to get that one. I kept bamming on it. And I didn't get that me doing that was pushing you further and further back into the cave in my attempt to draw you out and deal with it. And so I do. I become like I feel like I have all clarity on all things in life. And so all of a sudden... Your eating habits, your chewing, your swallowing, 
the way you wipe the counter, the way you hand me a glass, the way you, you know, walk out and shut the door, all of a sudden, I see things that are not correct about those things. So you can see that 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 is... And that really, really irritates you. Yes. And when you... I need to correct When you get irritated, yeah, you go into this... Corrective. Corrective. Instructive. Critical. (laughs) (laughs) I think more like criticism. I mean, it's like instructing you on certain things. Instruction. I think it's more criticism. Oh, okay. And it probably and, is. And then I become, I either do two things or I don't respond. And these are some of these times I don't respond the way you want me to because you want, I can tell sometimes you're in the mood for a tussle. Yeah. Maybe so to so. speak. And my bearish nature is like. You just went in the cave. No. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not giving yeah, you I'm, anything. I'm sort of like, you know, the dog that just lays there and refuses to move. I think that is a really apt description of what maybe is going on. So all of this to say, it is so amazing how one, like I said, that how easy it is to go back into patterns of behavior that were very well defined, even though we have now lived years not living and walking out some of our poor flesh unhealthy ways of communicating and interacting with another. But in a moment's time, like you said, all the things we've talked about, we can see those little things flare up. The other piece that I think is important to talk about is, one, when you realize, like tonight, we looked at each other and said, you know what? We're doing it again. Mm-hmm. We're prick. I'm prickly. You're going into your cave. Let's talk about this. So I think acknowledging that it's happening is really first step because how do you change your position, change your direction, identify what you don't want to do anymore if you haven't realized you're doing it? Yeah, that's such a, such that biblically, that's that picture of repentance. Uh, You're looking and thinking at things one way and then there's a recognition that it's wrong and it's a change of your mind and a change of thinking so that you act differently. Yeah. So, and so in this, I think it is like, okay, I'm moving into patterns that I don't want to, because this is obviously my go-to at times. If I'm not mindful, it's comfortable. And again, it, Y'all, this is part of our stored memory, and this is why when you, anyone, wants to change behaviors, it is difficult. I mean, the idea and the reality of I get it, I believe it, but the, the fleshing out of the change is always hard. So I think we got to acknowledge that, but then quickly say, okay, I am not doing what I want to do. And so one of the things I, the second thing I would say about this, what can happen is how easy the little prickly nothing stuff can sap the energy and the joy and the delight right out of your relationship. You're saying you haven't been delighted the last couple of days. 48 hours. Um... (laughs) I, yeah, that's kind of what I'm yeah, saying. I've but um, but again, and I am equally to blame here because, and you know, we should have been, if you would, we're being very candid. Yeah, if we were talking to another couple, we would, we have, would have, told have said, them, "Hey, you should know this is going to maybe be a little hard." Yeah, and to be honest, never even crossed my mind. 
well, to think that way. And I think we do. We tell couples all the time these two principles. One, if you are starting to put new patterns of behavior in place, guess what? You're going to have to do them for a long time. And that is where we love to coach and work with couples because guess what? We start behaving the way we used to behave, and we want to help you be accountable and move forward and give you those tools. But it's so easy to do, and it's so easy when there's been some heavy moving parts, hard stuff, whatever you want to say, even fun stuff, but just a lot of stuff. We would say to a couple, okay, be prepared. You're getting ready to have a baby. You're getting ready to move um, across country. You're getting ready to start a new job. Or guess what? You're doing all three you're going to have some of that all over the place emotions and you're going to be drained and it's going to be easy to get into a mode that's not healthy, not encouraging, not enjoying one another. Well, okay, so I think we've identified that we're here. So what do we do about it? And what does a couple do when they find themselves here? A couple of things. One, I think, you know, one thing that's, I guess, both maybe discouraging but also encouraging Okay, is... You know, I don't care how long you've been married and how long you've done it right. You know, some of those things are so ingrained in us that everybody, there are no perfect marriages. Nobody does it perfect all the time. Oh, heavens no. And, you know, we've spent the last years doing marriage ministry and we don't do it all right. (laughs) No, we continue Um, to give ourselves plenty of material to work with. Yeah, we do. But I do think that one of the quick things, one of the things that changed, if this happened 20 25 years ago, we'd have been in this for probably multiple days, even stretched into a couple of weeks before we probably looked at it, understood it, realized, and we probably would have done some damage to each other. Yeah, because one of the things we didn't early recognize is, like you just said, we might not even have realized why we were doing what we were doing and what was going on. And you can't really change something that you're not acknowledging is happening. I agree. So so that's a good thing. So, you know, talking about, so where do you go from here? I think, one, uh, it's a great time to look and see, hey, what are the kind of patterns that you fall into during those times? Yeah, and everybody has them, and, and they'll and every, be different. And everybody's going to be different. Um, you know, some people are going to be, you know, hypercritical, hyper. You know, you do certain things when you're sort of stressed. You you go, one of the things you do, you go into cleaning mode, mm. and you're very sensitive to everything, and you apply those standards to everybody around you. That's where you get sort of hyper about things being out of place, and why didn't you move this, and why didn't you do that? Do you, are you talking about the four shoes that were in the end of the bed? Yeah, I'm talking about, you do that with everything, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's And you do, and I should have known it when on Monday, you know, New Year's Day, you went into this house cleaning mode. No, no, no. I didn't do the whole house. No, I didn't. No, but you did sort of, you do, you do go into that. And that sort of is your sort of go thing. Because for you, that's a control thing. Yes, it is. And you like to control. And I need to realize and recognize when you go into hyper control, which is sort of one of your reactions there, but that controls everything, including me. It's an attempt anyway. Yeah, it's a an weak attempt, attempt to. But... And, and so for me... My natural thing to there is we go back to the thing is let's go hibernate. Oh yeah, and I don't want it, and I don't want it, and I really don't want to interact on a lot of levels. And that's our sort of our go to. And so what we have to do is, hey, what is your go to? You know, think about times that when you're under stress, when you're coming off of really big highs, when you've just gone through really hard, you know, really hard things. 
what is sort of your go-to pattern afterwards? Because we all have those. Yes, we everyone and, and, does. Yeah, and yeah. that may take some time to really think about it. And this is a great question to ask your partner because they may be more sensitive to that than you really are. And, and just sort of ask them, and especially so if you're in that time period and there's sort of been this little friction between y'all and it almost seems like everything your partner does irritates you and somewhat vice versa, Man, that ought to be a sign to take us, you know, figure out, hey, are we in one of those seasons where we're coming off of the, you know, whatever kind of emotional experience we've had? How are we reacting to that? Tell me, what are those things that you see me doing? That's a great question because, again, probably had we had this conversation 48 hours ago, you know, it might have even been better. Like if you'd have. Well, I don't even know if we would have recognized him 48 hours well, ago. Well, again, you're ma- we're making the point to say start yeah. to figure out some of the triggers and the things that you see the other person doing that might be like, uh oh. And I don't mean if they go clean a closet, there's got to have been something happening. But if that's kind of like you're saying with me, you see me begin to control the dust because that's the only thing I can control. Right. So I, I think the first thing, identify. Hey, what are those particular things that you start doing? And usually the things that probably aren't necessarily really positive. Okay. Okay. Now the dust cleaning. Yeah, you know, they be. could be. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that, but if that is often our a coping mechanism. Uh, but what are those things, and especially when I look for what are those things that are causing the little bitty conflicts? What are the things that your partner is doing that is irritating you? Yes. That's causing those things, okay? So recognize that. Have a conversation about those. But then there almost needs to be this sense, like you said, we've got to get into the habit of knowing, hey, at certain seasons in our marriage, these things are going to happen. Every summer in Georgia, it gets hot. And we know that. And we know that it's going to come. And so we shouldn't be surprised by it. We should anticipate it. We do certain things because we know summer is coming. You know, if you go back to the the series we did on the seasons, you know that these different seasons are going to happen. And this is sort of a mini version of a season. Yeah. You know what's going to be there, so be prepared for it. And as soon as you recognize it, boy, you've got to have a conversation. And that's where you've got to choose to do differently. So what would you suggest would be the thing to do differently? Um, One, talk. I think that's one thing, to really have conversation about it with each other. Um, Secondly, I think this is one of those times where with you – and if I'd say, you know, in your reaction, everything you see is what I don't do well. Mm. It's your your eyes become super sensitive to the things I don't do instead of what I do do. Yeah. And for me, I've got to recognize that you probably need more care and cherishing and more of me focusing on you instead of running back to hide in my cave and disengaging. Mm. 
Yeah, that is. And so it, it's going to be different with everybody. Yeah, that's have, the thing. Yeah. There's not. I don't think there's a one. No, for sure. Stop answer for everybody. And and like you said, talking about it, I mean, and trying to hit on the head. What is it? I'm. What is it I'm needing? And out of maybe not feeling that met or that desire met, I begin to do a certain thing. For me, you know, um, you, you're. You're spot on. I, I think I do, and I think that's that's my that's my sin tendency is to go for what's not there. It's I love to talk about, you know, you see the cow patties everywhere, and you know, on a good day, you see the flowers coming up between the cow patties, and your eyes begin to move to the flowers, and you know the cow patties are there. You're not you're not ignoring that they are there in all of our lives, but you're not just focusing on the cow patty. And at some points when I get prickly, I just go to the cow patties. And, and then, some, it, and some of the things I think you need to ask yourself, Christian, why am I acting this way? Yes. And yes. And I, I should have asked myself that for sure. Um, because then I realize it kind of it does. It kind of pulls the little bit of enjoyment and delight that we have in one another or can have in one another on a day-to-day basis. And again, no, but we're never going. We're never going to do this perfectly. I do love in Colossians and Ephesians. Yeah, where, let's, let me read that verse in okay. Colossians because I, and, and I love the way I just looked at it again. I was noticing you asked what do you do, and I think there are things that we choose to do. Paul starts it out, Colossians, this is Colossians 3, starting verse 12. It says, put on. So one, it's active. It's not something that, you know, if I'm going to put on my clothes in the morning, I need to put on my clothes. think about it or feel it, yeah. No, yeah, it's not think it's about not it. Yeah, it's yeah. do this. Put on then is God's chosen ones, holy, beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, hey, you may actually have complaints against them. Hey, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all, let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. And above all, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And again, notice that it is an action. It is do this, put on on love i think there's a there's a version of it that reads put up with one another (laughs) whatever in essence is bothering you is irritating you and so i think there is a call there that says we will irritate one another not just in our marriages but in our families and other relationships we will prickle one another so to speak and that that ability that just says we put up with that, we bear with that, and love covers yeah, that. It, it, it is that reminder that, boy, every day, you know, I, Paul talked to me, he says, man, I die daily to myself and to sin. I remind myself every day that I'm dead to sin. In the same way as a married couple, man, every day I've got to choose to put on love. Yeah, because man, it's it's there are days that it's easier to just not pick up that yeah. outfit. It's like that day where you just get up and you stay in your same clothes that you got up in all day long. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that can you ever had one soon. of those days? I 
might have had some of those days. So, yes, I have. So I hope maybe this may or may not resonate. I hope it does. I think we all walk in places and times where we can be prickly to one another. So, again, um, hear a word of encouragement and challenge um, to, to look at that, to see how we might can walk in a way that's more uplifting and encouraging to one another. So on that note, uh, we will say goodbye and just uh, encourage you, keep on forging.